I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Today's episode is titled, How to Get an Extra $725,000 When Selling Your Physical Therapy Practice. Hey, this is Dave Kittle on The Dave Kittle Show, and I am the owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently acquiring practices in the New York and New Jersey area. And this is probably going to sound crazy, but here's a legal compliant possible way for practice owners to get on average an extra $725,000 when you go to sell your physical therapy practice. Now, what are we talking about specifically on this episode? We're talking about a practice that can thrive without you, that can or already does thrive without you. And if not, here's a way to do so. Buyers like us, so we're buying practices, we're speaking with practice owners about acquiring and partnering and uh, getting into their practice in some form or fashion if they're looking to do so. The best thing that buyers want to see and what will they pay more for in a physical therapy practice merger or acquisition is a self-managing practice, a Practice where the owner, you, the practice owner, is already starting to delegate more and more and getting out of the day-to-day and ultimately getting out of every single task and responsibility. Now, there's many owners listening or watching, and they love treating. That's fine. And they love being in the day-to-day. That's fine. And they love going into the office every day. That's fine as well. We're going to go over specifically 21 points in this episode, if we have time, I'm going to cover 21 points, 21 specific tactical areas, not just theory and high-level fluff. We're going to get into tactical 21 points on ways you can segment out your practice and your business where it's thriving without you, using other team members to do a lot of these roles and responsibilities. And by doing that, on average, from the different valuations and different practices that we've seen and the practice owners that we've spoken with, how you could potentially get an extra $500,000, $700,000, an extra $1.2 million. That's where we came up with this average of $725,000. let us get into it. So consider this your ultimate to-do list. Number one, we're going to get into 21 points. Tactical, take out your notes, take out a piece of pen, a pen, piece of paper, take some notes or type out some notes. But I would suggest you can watch this on YouTube if you want, or if you're listening, I would suggest this is an episode for you to take some notes rather than just listen while you're working out. 21 items. Let's go. Number one, map the experience that you want your patients and clients to have in the moments of truth where your patient or client interacts with your practice. It could be on the front end. It could be with your online proof, your online presence, or how they click on ads and advertisements and how they come into your practice as a prospective patient where they're calling in, they're writing into your website. Draw the visual component of this journey. Kind of draw it out, map it out. You could sketch it out. You could write it on a Google Doc, whatever it might be. From the moment that they contact you, prospective patients, the moment that they contact you, they write into your website, they comment on a Facebook ad or a comment on a Facebook post, they send a message through your website if you have online chat, whatever it might be, or they call in and they inquire about insurance or cost or location or specialties, whatever it is. Draw that visual journey 
from the moment that they contact you to the moment that they are experiencing your service. Number two, and if you haven't already done so, many of you listening, watching, you probably already have SOP, standard operating procedures. But if not, number two, create standard operating procedures for your staff, for your employees to follow and deliver each moment of truth, each moment of the steps of the process from someone calling to inquire to scheduling an evaluation to the points where they're getting reminders, email texts, or calls about their initial evaluation next week or tomorrow or in two weeks, whatever it is, their arrival, their experience with your staff physical therapist with the evaluation, then they come back to the front desk or they are scheduling their their plan of care either the next two weeks or some owners are scheduling out the next four to six weeks of the plan of care, whatever it might be. Or there's some remote digital component if you're mobile or concierge. So there's a, maybe a remote person that's a manager, that's a front desk person, but remote or virtual. Number three, train, educate, and retrain your staff on delivering your service and value proposition. Whatever your core service is, your core service or ancillary services. So here's an example. Stephen Rapicelli, practice owner in Delaware. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, by the way. He owns three locations in Delaware. He owns Performance Physical Therapy. He also has started the, where is it? I'm pulling up his website right now. He has started a stretch service, Stretch Plex, I believe. And he's posting all over LinkedIn. I'm following him on LinkedIn. It's very entertaining. It sounds great. He's opening up more locations. So that's one way and and other ways we're going to get into. But that's one way where you can legally cross-refer and cross-promote services that your consumers, your patients, your clients are interested in. But the main point of number three here is to train, educate, or retrain your current staff or teach new staff on how to deliver your service, deliver the value proposition, and kind of cross-promote and cross-refer between those ancillary services. So another thing could be remote therapeutic monitoring. It could be run analysis, gait analysis on treadmill, and it's runners that are coming in that want their gait evaluated, but they're not in pain, or maybe they don't want physical therapy, but they do want their running evaluated, or they want their foot or their knee or their hip or their toe or foot. They want that evaluated with video, whatever it might be, and they'll pay out of pocket for that, but they're not interested in pure physical therapy. All right. Number four, assign someone to deal with patient client escalations such as a disgruntled patient who is angry or upset or surprised about a surprised bill. Now, if you're watching or listening to this, of course, you are probably saying, you know, we don't we don't send surprise bills to patients. Great. But it happens, right? It, it certainly can happen. Or maybe they come in several times and they forget their, their credit card or debit card and they rack up a X amount of dollars with copays that are unpaid, right? So eventually those need to be settled and those need to be those need to be paid. So this number four This bullet point number four, assign someone to deal with patient-client escalations if you don't already have someone. Number five, give your patient-client escalations a minimum number. And if your patient escalations person or staff member can solve those problems for less than your minimum number, then they should not bug you about it. Number six, hire someone or a team to perform marketing functions and sales slash first call functions for your therapy services. So the the marketing on the front end or the training of your front desk staff. Of course, I'm thinking of my colleague, Jerry Durham. He helps practice owners with this. I don't get anything from it by mentioning it, but teaching your front desk staff, your current staff, if you don't already have someone that is great on the phone, that understands 
your whole process in regards to managing their expectations. So that's once they already make contact and make a touch point with your practice. And then on the front end, you can outsource marketing. There's many agencies, there's many marketing individuals and companies out there that can help you with Facebook ads and how to reword them, copywriting and the funnels and how to track leads and all that. We're going to get into more about tracking leads. But this one, number six, hiring someone to perform some of these functions. If you don't already have someone on your team that is a specialist or very experienced in doing these functions. Another thing about the uh, with Jerry Durham and the sales or the front, the first call functions, that person does not have to be physically in your brick and mortar office. They can be remote. So that expands your availability of like hiring someone who's great and who is prompt and courteous, but also professional on phone calls. And they can do callbacks or they can do the patient experience calls up front about making sure that patients are actually arriving and paying and staying, but that person actually could be remote. So you can consider that as well. Bullet point number seven, map out your sales and marketing process. So what are the touch points? How does a prospective patient enter your world? And then they enter a plan of care. So if an owner has this mapped out and you know we're buying, we're partnering with practice owners, we're buying some or all their practice. So if an owner has this mapped out and they gave this to us or they gave it to potential buyers out there, we would be very, very impressed. And they will, we would be very impressed. And we would know that they truly knew their practice inside and out. We would be very impressed. And therefore, we'd be more likely to pay more for that practice in terms of a offer or in terms of an asking price, paying more for that type of a practice because of the reasons, of this reason and the other reasons that we're mentioning. But they have a lot of these processes very clearly evaluated, defined, they're documented, and they can show it to us. They can show their work. All right, that's bullet point number seven. Bullet point number eight, create a brand standards guide showing the fonts and colors that you use, that your practice uses, how to use your logo, for example. Obviously, this is when your practice, your clinic is at some scale. If if you're smaller, if you're solo practice, you're not going to be thinking about brand standards and fonts and colors. And I understand that. But if once you're at a critical size, or if you've been in practice for 10, 15, 20 years or more, these are the things that in totality result in a larger purchase price. Not, Of course, the financial components as well, which we've covered a ton of on the show here. We're talking about some of these other tactical strategies that actually add up to a bigger offering potentially or making your practice look and appeal to buyers for a larger uh, purchase price. So again, creating a brand standards guide, showing the fonts and colors that you use, how to use your logo, where are your different logo files, where are they stored, how can staff members use those to create, whether it's Canva or other digital assets, and where they're accessible, handy, so you can use them and not just bury them in a computer somewhere. Those would be used for social media, for your website, for printed signs, if you're doing sponsorship opportunities, like if you're sponsoring some local 5k run, or if you're sponsoring like little league team or, or some, you know, signage somewhere on a field somewhere or something like that. Bullet point number nine, creating a standard operating procedure for your front desk staff or any other admin or administrative person or billing staff, if you're doing billing in-house, as well as for your therapist to follow and deliver each step of your patient and client process all the way to discharge from the front end of the found you on Google, or they heard about you through word of mouth, or their physician referred them to you, or however they found you, they may contact with your website, 
your phone number, your brand, your social media, whatever it is, they contact you, they go through a plan of care, all the way to discharge, and then all the way until referral, where they're referring friends and family, they're, you know, they're telling people about your practice, or reactivation where they're coming back in for a new injury or some a new pain, a new ache, or, or a new condition, a new plan of care where they're reactivating and they're coming back in. So that was nine. Number 10, delegate ownership of your marketing process for getting leads, tracking leads before this, tracking leads after this, very, very big, very often overlooked front desk person, your front desk staff bonuses and raises depend on their conversion rate, on the conversion rate from prospective patients, prospective leads to the number, the total number of leads that contact you that have some varying interest of of interest to arrived evaluations. That's number 10. So delegating the ownership, the ownership of your marketing process for getting leads, track leads before this, tracking leads after this, your front desk staff, their main KPI, their main key performance indicator on how they get bonus or get raises should depend on the conversion rate from total number of leads over the number of folks who actually arrived for their evaluation. All right. So that's part one. We're going to get into part two next. All right. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.